Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Spaceport America podcast with me, Alice Carew, the Public Information Officer for the New Mexico Spaceport Authority. We're the state agency that manages Spaceport America here in the state of New Mexico. And during this episode, I'm going to be joined by the Director of the Science and Technology Office for the New Mexico Economic Development Department, Alex Greenberg. So Alex, can you tell me a little bit about this role that you're working in at the New Mexico Economic Development Department? Sure, and it's great to be with you today. Uh, I get to work as the director of the Science and Technology Office for New Mexico State Economic Development Department, and it's really a, a big sandbox to play in. I get to work with aerospace companies, bioscience companies, uh, sustainable and green energy companies, cybersecurity, um, and intelligent manufacturing. So it's really a thrill to get to work in this position. We have a couple of grant programs within the office, get to provide a lot of technical assistance to the companies within the sectors I mentioned and also get to sit on a number of boards and councils, which is in, uh, just a tremendous amount of fun. So I can tell from your accent that you're not necessarily from New Mexico. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up here and working in this role? Sure. I was uh, I was actually born and raised in New York and came down to New Mexico for college. And uh, the weather was so enchanting that I never left. Uh, got my bachelor's in psychology at the University of New Mexico, then moved on to get my master's in business administration uh, they're concentrated in management and technology, which I found was sort of the psychology technology, which was really rewarding. Get to see how different tech companies and different sectors all take a similar life cycle path and uh, from the diffusion of innovation and getting early adopters on to sort of the, the laggards and ultimately, you know, full market saturation. It was just really interesting from a psychological standpoint. Um, the, the cool part was I got to work as a project assistant and a graduate assistant while in grad school, and it really gave me a good uh, insight into working at a research university. After graduated, I moved on to a company that was working to commercialize some technologies related to diabetic retinopathy, a biomedical startup, and so I got a little taste of entrepreneurship. I moved on to a cancer center where I got to work as a clinical project manager for a bit and sit on an advisory board, uh, some nice healthcare experience. And then ultimately, a job at economic development opened up as a financial program specialist, and I was able to jump at the opportunity uh, my predecessor, Mariah Tomar, who is now the executive director at New Mexico Tech, moved on. And because of my grant writing experience and some of my background in entrepreneurship and project management, I was able to take on the role. And um, I've been in the role now as uh, director of science and technology office for about a year. And it's been just so much fun. So you've got quite a whole spectrum to cover with technology. How does the spaceport really fall into your area of economic development? Uh, well, one of my favorite similarities between healthcare and uh, economic development generally is, is some of the overlaps and best practices. Uh, so for healthcare, you know, let's say you have diabetes, it's very difficult. You have to go to a foot doctor, you have to go to a heart doctor, you have to go get your lab work, you have to have your regular checkup with your primary care provider. And all these di represent different organizations, often different buildings, uh, sometimes different co-pays and opportunity costs for pursuing them. And it, it's somewhat similar within economic development. Uh, as a as a department, nevertheless, the whole sector, that there's a lot of different programs and resources uh, just within the economic development department. So we have the Job Training Incentive Program, our Local Economic Development Act, our Main Street Program, uh, Outdoor Recreation, and, and a, a number of others. And so just navigating internally within economic development is challenging, nevertheless, the whole sort of entrepreneurial ecosystem. Arrowhead has a lot of programs, uh, obviously Los Alamos and Sandia National Labs have programs, the Air Force Research Laboratory, uh, University of New Mexico. And, and so I look at my role 
beyond technical assistance as sort of a navigator role, making sure entrepreneurs in any given sector are able to find the programs and resources that best fit their needs. And so sometimes that's introductions to investors. Sometimes it's making sure they have the right point of contacts at these different programs and resources or navigating internally within the department. So you mentioned a few of those um, areas that you can offer, like grant and uh, job training. What kind of things can be offered to companies that are coming in from out of state that are thinking about moving to New Mexico? Yeah, the I want to start with the job training and incentive program. I think it's one of the economic development's best programs and, and really one of the best economic development programs in the country. Uh, it can help offset the cost for any new hire for between two to six months, up to 85% of the new hire's salary. And so it's really exciting for entrepreneurial companies and tech companies coming into this space and getting that support. Uh, beyond that, we have our discretionary grant from Local Economic Development Act, as well as regional representatives in each of the six regions in New Mexico. And then my office specifically has uh, New Mexico Small Business Innovation Research Matching Grant, which is a grant that's open now, actually, uh, and is a phase one match. If you have a current federal award, it's a phase one match for $25,000, phase two match for up to $100,000. So that could be really some needed capital for some of these technologies that are difficult to commercialize or need a long runway. Similarly, we have another grant program that's going to be opening in mid-November. That's the Science and Technology Startup Grant. That gives $25,000 to for-profit startup companies uh, interested in commercializing in New Mexico. That could also offset some of their costs if they're traveling to conferences, wanting to hire marketing or discovery uh, in terms of new customers, and provide a little more access. Uh, so those are the, the main programs, I think, from the economic development standpoint we offer and uh, another big part of my role is sort of cultivating positive relationships with the investors in the community. We have some really great investors, and all the time we hear that uh, access to capital is a huge challenge in New Mexico. So making sure that we have those good connections with investors so we can make warm introductions and facilitate uh, investment in the state is, is really where I like to spend my time. So you kind of touched a little bit on uh, why New Mexico when you were talking about all our different labs. But really, you know, if, if a science and technology company was coming to the state of New Mexico, why would they choose us over other states around here? Well, you know, obviously we have uh, one of the what is it, the world's largest commercial spaceport or the, the world's first commercial spaceport. I think that should be sort of at the uh, the top of the mountain. Uh, but beyond that, you know, we have most PhDs per capita in the country. We have 40% beyond the national average in terms of SBIR companies. And a lot of that is technology transfer and spin out from the national laboratories and a great entrepreneurial ecosystem and culture. Uh, I mentioned some of the great programs and resources economic development has, but New Mexico Finance Authority also has a number of great programs, three major research universities, New Mexico Tech, New Mexico State University, New Mexico, all of whom have great entrepreneurial programs and resources from SBIR writing cohorts to cybersecurity cohorts uh, and exercising programs with the labs like the New Mexico Small Business Assistance Program that is, acts like a grant program where you get assigned a principal investigator uh, at either a research university or national laboratory. Uh, and for example, at University of New Mexico, if you get the NMSBA award, the New Mexico Small Business Assistance Award, you get a team of MBAs to work on your project or company for an entire year, uh, excuse me, entire semester. And so they can do expeditionary marketing or predictive analytics. And it's really a great program. It represents about a $25,000 grant. Uh, similarly, they have another program called TRGR, the Technology Readiness Gross Receipts Initiative, Trigger, that acts like a, a similar program that only is administered through Los Alamos or Sandia National Laboratory, where a tech startup can get $150,000 worth of technical assistance 
uh, from some of the best subject matter experts in the entire country. And so programs like these, in addition to our, our wonderful leadership, which now will enjoy a really great continuity based on the election results, uh, from the governor down to our cabinet secretaries, Secretary Keyes in particular has shown a great emphasis and support for aerospace and uh, as well as the other targeted sectors, cybersecurity, intelligent manufacturing, biosciences and sustainable and green energy. So there's really just a lot of uh, support culture pushing these commercialization technology, technologies that can commercialize forward. So you've kind of touched on it again a little bit there, but what do you really see the future for science and tech in the state of New Mexico? Where do you think the resources should be put and how can we be attracting more of the companies that you're looking to get into the state? Uh, so we're really at an interesting time in terms of the technology landscape and ecosystem. Uh, we're on the ver- you know, sort of at the inflection point of multiple exponential technologies. And that convergence of exponential technology, I think, really represents some interesting opportunities. So over the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a lot of industries get disrupted, a lot of cross application of technologies. Uh, for example, for aerospace, you know, possibly using hydrogen fuel cells to further our ability to launch further into orbit or explore new areas. And that cross application and convergence of different exponential technologies, I think is really promising. Pair that with our unprecedented budget surplus. We're going to be looking at $2.5 billion in budget surplus this fiscal year. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity to invest in this state and leverage federal opportunities like the National Science Foundation Regional Engines Program to really spawn some long lasting change. Uh, you know, there's a number of things I think we could do for aerospace in particular, uh, from industry councils to perhaps matching funds for aerospace related infrastructure development, uh, some alignment between industry and academia in terms of their curriculum that they're offering. And then most importantly, showcasing those assets and building the connections. I know Spaceport does a great job of marketing themselves and having a prospectus where they can show their value proposition to prospective companies. And I think as a state, we need to do more of that for individual programs, resources, departments. We need to do that. And I think with that storytelling and with the additional programs and resources that will be available, that there's really a, a potent opportunity for New Mexico to lead the way in so many of these technologies from aerospace and to sustainable green energy and biosciences, especially. I think you touched on it perfectly there when you're talking about the storytelling of the state of New Mexico. As both of us that have come into the state from elsewhere, it has this incredible story that I don't think anybody's been talking about. How many people that work here that work in the aerospace and technology industries that are mainly federal, so they're kind of ignored, but we have some incredible resources here in the state of New Mexico. Have you found that the state is doing it's best foot forward to promote itself more now about being the future of, of technology and science for the nation. I think that's definitely one of the, the challenges and pain points that we have is that we have uh, so many people and programs and resources. Uh, but the challenge is that a lot of times we're strapped for capacity. And so that while we're out there doing the work, we may not be telling the story. And I, I think recently, especially in some of the last uh, we had Economic Development Council that was, a, or excuse me, conference that was a, a month or so ago. The the realization of that pain point, I think, is becoming clear. And so I, I'm hopeful with the budget surplus that we'll be able to devote some resources towards marketing and storytelling. And so we'll be able to take on staff that have that dedicated focus on the storytelling element. Uh, because while you're out there building new programs or executing grants, uh, sometimes it can be difficult to also try to find the time for storytelling. And I, I think with some of these new programs and resources and agencies uh, that that collaboration 
will offer opportunities to have that dedicated focus for storytelling, which I think will then sort of um, change the equilibrium outcome. You know, you the, the Nash equilibrium where the equilibrium outcomes either characterized by growth or decay, um, and it sort of becomes a, a self-perpetuating loop. And I think once we start having that growth, it'll become, it will take on its own momentum. Absolutely. And talking of storytelling, you came to Spaceport America with, for a visit not so long ago. What was your impression of our facility and where do you see it really moving forward for the state of New Mexico as an economic development driver? Really incredible facility. I, I had no idea, you know, I, I knew about state, Spaceport ahead of time, but you can't really conceptualize just how vast it is and how much uh, physical space there is. I think you said there were 17,000 acres that it, uh, Spaceport was sitting on. Yeah, 18,000. 18,000 18, acres. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Obviously, uh, sort of you, you have the, the unlimited, um, airspace above it. The White Sands missile that ranges right around it. And just those availability of resources from Space Force programs to Air Force Research Laboratory, Army Research Laboratory, White Sands missile range, uh, for companies anywhere in the aerospace, uh, sort of ecosystem and specifically ones that may have interest in Department of Defense or other kind of uh, Air Force contracts is really just unprecedented opportunity. And to have that kind of collaborative environment right here in New Mexico is really exciting. Uh, not only then, I think more importantly, is a great team, obviously highly qualified and, and competent individuals. And it was a thrill to get to meet everybody. Uh, that that, that uh, Spaceport is administrat administratively attached to economic development, I think also is great. So you also get to enjoy the leadership of Secretary Keys. Uh, and, and it's just been a really tremendous sort of project and emphasis within the state. And I think it's going to really drive our economy over the next five to 10 years. I really appreciate your time today, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us on the Spaceport America podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. If you'd like to find out more about some of the programs that Alex was talking about in this episode, please visit edd.newmexico.gov to find out more. Proudly produced by LasCrucesToday.com and Bravo Mike Communications.